Hello guys, this is Anthony from the Big Brain Chungus Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host Ryan, and we have a special guest today. We have very Danny. Special very special. Danny from Boomer Death Squad. Danny, say what's up. What's up, fellas? Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's been, what did we say before this? It's been two Damn years. years since we did this. It's been a year. It's been a year. I checked. Anthony, you know. <laughs> it's been I am sending you letters constantly. You have not responded. Uh, <laughs> several of my carrier pigeons were found dead. So I don't know what you're doing over there, Danny. Uh, but if you I'm didn't want to respond, pigeons. yeah. If you didn't want to respond, you could have just sent one back. You didn't have to shoot them out of the sky. <laughs> okay. And if you ever actually eaten a pigeon. Uh, no, I think, you know, I, I realize they're domesticated, and I think it's uh, a crying shame uh, humanity has pushed uh, onto the pigeon, and so I will not eat him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've eaten quail. I've never eaten a pigeon, that though. That counts. That counts. But, you know why Does there's so many... I, I mean, quail is like a tiny little bird. Yeah, but aren't they fancier? Than, I find them fancier than They than are pigeons. very... Well, it's more of an Italian pigeons, dish. Aren't pigeons technically doves? Is that is that true? I think so. We're, let's just believe it's true because okay. it doesn't really make a difference. So is, they're the yeah. working class doves. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> oh boy! I mean, you know why there's so many pigeons in New York City is because once, like, uh, similar to horses, pigeons had a very good, secure job. And they used to do work for us, you know, clock in, clock out, you know, smoke mm -hmm. cigarettes, uh, you know, harass women that walk by their construction <laughs> sites. But uh, once they lost their jobs, people just like let them go. So that's why there are pigeons fucking everywhere in every major city, because people had pigeons to do stuff. And then once they didn't need them anymore, they're like, well, all right, we'll just go. Good luck. Go, yep. go make a living. The pigeon is the blue-collar bird, and that's that's exactly why I won't eat him. That's all dirty. There you go. <laughs> oh boy. Well, guys, have you? Are you guys fans of Lord of the Rings? Huge. Uh, Lord, have I seen all of those movies? Did you read any of the books? I did not. Okay. All right. Yeah, me either. I refuse to read. I actually had a friend that was such a Lord of the Rings nerd. Every time we would hang out, he would just, like, I'd go into his room and he'd be like, oh, hold on, Anthony, one sec. And he'd put on, like, the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> he would play one it constantly. Sec. So I've watched it probably a couple hundred times, the Lord really? of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a good movie. The second Ex movie, the Two Towers, is the best extend, one. Extended edition, or yes, extended. Yep. So it's oh, like okay. a, it's like twenty eight yep. hours. There was like the a, rings. there was like a two day, three day period where Joe and I, uh, smoked like, probably about an ounce and watched all the director's cuts of the Lord of the Rings Rings movies. I couldn't tell you a single fucking thing <laughs> that happens in any of them except for <laughs> when the trees come alive. The part's sick. <laughs> When uh, Count Dooku yes. dies. <laughs> oh, boy. That's uh, Saruman. Saruman. Yes. Yeah. Saruman dies, and that he is also Count Dooku. But <laughs> there is... Uh, I've, I've been a fan of The Hobbit. It's actually my favorite book. I, I've read it a bunch of times. Well, that's but... the that was the first book he wrote, right? Yeah, it is. He originally right. wrote I would it. read that. Yeah, it's really good. I highly yeah, recommend it. Actually it is actually really good. Yeah. He, he originally wrote it for his kids or his nieces and mm. nephews, so it's written for, like, children. 
but it's very so, so fun. Our, our reading level, basically. Yes, the third grade reading level. Yes. So there was uh, there's the new Lord of the Rings show. Did you guys watch any of it? No, but every time I like open Amazon uh, to check on the status of my package, it's like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, you know, they spent a billion dollars making it. I mean, it's, it's yeah, yeah. One billion dollars. It's the most expensive show in the history of mankind. Probably the most expensive show we're ever going to have for the next two decades. Yeah, you you can tell, too, when you look at it, though, because it yeah, li- literally looks like fancy movie. And I swear, like Jeff That's Bezos cool. is knocking on everyone's door being like, hey, have you checked out the new Lord of the Rings? I mean, well, I, I, well here, here's a here's a number you, you have to think about. Every single episode in the new Lord of the Rings costs as much as the entire uh, movie. So the first movie of the actual Lord of the Rings costs as much as a single episode. <laughs> think about that. Do they shoot in New Zealand? Yeah. No, That's no, cool. no, no, they did what? not. No, they did not. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. They Are shot sure? it. Yeah, I'm absolutely certain they did not shoot it in New Zealand. I don't know what happened. There was like some type of uh, argument or something like that where they wanted that to charge them more money. Socialist feminist. That's not, PM that's not they true. That's not, they did shoot because New Zealand. They did not. They the did only, not. Yes, they did. The only reason we know how much they shot is because the New Zealand government announced. Uh, we uh, announced uh, to the public how much it, because in New Zealand you can see how much a project costs so that people can look at it. That's why we know the budget, and that's why we know they're yeah. planning five seasons and one spinoff. Anthony? No, and they shot it spin-off. in the UK, I'm telling you. Yeah, they did also on the UK, but also in New Zealand. Oh, you know what? I think Okay, I think we might be both kind of right. I think what happened was is they shot some of it in New Zealand, and yeah. then they're going to shoot the rest in the UK. Well, I mean, it's worth looking at, Danny. Talking about a show that costs as much as, you know, Alaska. So it's it's worth it's worth just to see what the fuck a budget like that would be. Yeah, yeah. Have you know the greatest talent too? Well, well, you know, but you know that they had to actually cancel the reviews of the show for like the entire first week because a bunch of um, uh, crypto nerds online just completely bombed it. <laughs> yeah, they're just absolutely pissed. So they had to stop the reviews because they're completely shitting it because of the black elf. Yes. So there's a black elf, a That's black insane, dwarf, dude. and there are a couple black characters and, uh, you know, other races and ethnicities, too. But the That's black so ones insane. are the ones that really seem to bother uh, but, you know, they, changed, they changed that, by the way, that, you know, because obviously that showed how racist they were. So they couldn't say that out loud anymore. <laughs> they should they, you know, they were shouting. They were shouting. I can't believe you let a black person in a movie, you know, so it sounded wrong when anybody would hear it. So they changed it. to <laughs> right. They changed it to, oh, it's just extremely boring. You know, and listen, far be it for me to defend some corporate IP. Like, you yeah. know, I'm not getting paid by Bezos. Uh, I only get paid by Soros. I, I pick my billionaires <laughs> specifically. Yeah. You know, Bezos, I've reached out. He said no. Um, <laughs> so, but, you know, it's what's more interesting to me is just that it's, it's so funny that, you know, people, they will have, I really feel like people are getting their frustration on the system out on like, uh, on uh fucking uh video games and movies like, <laughs> yeah reviews of them yeah like that's oh that's gonna point. show our corporate overlords you really fucking gave them a one-star pizos is right right you know, in his room. it's 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 you know what is a microcosm of that is sort of like you know the guy who goes into a, a store and yells at the cashier you know what i mean yes 
Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like blaming the, like the, all your problems, all the things that happen, all the, you know, oppressions of the system just manifesting and just pointing it at a cashier. Acting like yeah. that poor person is the problem. Like exactly. going, going into a Starbucks and screaming at a 17 year old chick working <laughs> behind the counter, being like, I asked for oat milk. This is soy. Why, you piece of shit. Or, you take no pride in your work. This is why you work at Starbucks for the rest of your fucking life. Or, or to make it even worse, it's like, why aren't you celebrating Christmas? You know, <laughs> why, why is there no red cops? And it's like, is it that 17 year old has any? fucking ability I've seen, I've seen that happen in real life where it's yeah. like some older typically white boomer guy and he goes up he's like all right i'm gonna argue with this person and it's always like a 15 year old or a 16 year old who's much more concerned about like you know the crush they have on you know whatever girl in their middle their high school and they're not you know they're they're thinking about what they're gonna do when they get back home to play minecraft or fortnite and this boomer guy's like, you know, it's a shame, you know, they force you to say happy holidays. You know, back in my time, we used to say Merry Christmas. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, it's just so it's funny. It's it's sad. It's but conservatives story. did win the war on Christmas. We the left <laughs> lost. They certainly won. Yeah, it was our objective to destroy it. And uh, now we, you know, we lost. They have won. That's true. <laughs> but what's so what's the deal? So I watched Lord of the, the new Lord of the Rings show. It's pretty nice. It's enjoyable. I like it. Um, you know, it's pretty sick that. At, at, so there's a small perk that the fact that some of these rich crypto guys and these rich tech billionaires uh, got rich is <clears throat> they are mm. big nerds. Mm -hmm. So some of the nerdy stuff that I used to watch or uh, like reading about is getting some real money behind it because right. Jeff Bezos apparently personally was involved <laughs> in uh, the development of this Lord of the Rings show. Right, Ryan, oh, you know crazy. a little bit more than than me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the fuck, the show costs zero point five percent of the total revenue of Amazon. They didn't even have the authority to uh, agree to a billion dollar purchase of an IP. I mean, originally the Tokens Estate went to Netflix and uh, HBO and tried to pimp out the franchise, and. Really? Uh, yeah, everybody wanted it because it's like, fuck yeah, who doesn't want to have Lord of the Rings? Right. But but the Tokens Estate, which means the heirs of Token, really, uh, they got super horny for Amazon because Bezos <laughs> Bezos just said, I want to drop a fucking billion dollars on this show. Yeah, and they're I'll like, fly you into space. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can look at all the fucking peasants. So he they, yeah. they so they agreed. A billion dollar show, huge. You're not going to see that again. You're not. Because listen, up to that point, the most... Exp so the average show you get, just to put things into context, context before that, a $200 million show was considered the prestige, premium, top of the top. You have the crown. Shit. House of the Dragon, $200 million, The Crown, $200 million, Stranger Things, maybe two hundred and thirty. That was as much wow. as you could ever get. This show is just like every fucking... Two ep three episodes in this show costs as much as a combined other show. It's insane. I mean, no wonder they fucking advertise it to you every single time you open yeah, their app. They want yeah. to get their fucking money. I mean, Avatar, you know, Avatar was like, what, the most expensive film ever made at the yeah. time? And that yeah. film was only like 200 million or something like that. Yeah, you know, and listen, so Bezos is not dumb. He's paying a billion dollars because what he's really trying to do is make his own streaming platform. Uh, he wants people to go to Amazon as, as normal as they go to Netflix or HBO to catch their shows. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, that's what he's paying for. So it, it's, a, I mean, it's a smart move in terms of being a greedy businessman, but it, it def, it, but it's more funny to me just that fucking outrage you see out there. People are just losing their, now their whole argument is that the show is boring because it can't say, you know, the other thing. <laughs> because, you know, it's just ba- like it's easy to call someone racist if you complain about the race of the main character. So you have to kind of do a little dog whistle, say, oh, it's boring. It's boring. It's uninteresting. It's very woke. That's I, I guess that is the new thing to say is if, if a show is woke? woke. Yeah, it's woke. Very oh. woke. And wokeness <laughs> removes the fun out of the show, I guess. Well, you, know, you know, the saying go woke, go broke, right? Uh, you know that yeah. that you know that that basically is what their argument is: is that they're the only audience that matters. So if you don't make something that caters to their tastes, you won't be successful. That's why they want to kill the show because they think it doesn't fucking um, target them, which it does. But they think it doesn't, so they are very, they they want it to fail because they want to believe they're the only audience that matters. We're talking about very smart people here. Yes. <laughs> Well, what's what's weird is because I watched the first three episodes and like sometimes you will notice that there is like uh, in movies and shows, the wokeness is really shoehorned in. It doesn't really bother me, but in like the last Marvel movie, uh, you know, Infinity War, they have a moment where it's like the like girl uh, all the female uh, superheroes they like it's pretty obvious it's like we're gonna show them us girls can do (laughs) it and then it's like all the women characters you know fight against thanos and that was it didn't bother me but it definitely would i saw what they were trying to do there um does he not shit on them i mean uh who thanos I think he, he does. Up all yeah, of I think them? he does. I think he does. I feel like that's you know maybe that's what they want. You know that's what, <laughs> that's what that's what the people who hate that the the cast is more diverse. They want they want to see these women get beat up on film, and that's what happened. So like, stop complaining. <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, I watched the Lord of the Rings show, and I thought like uh, the big one that was on the cover for their promotional material was the Black Dwarf. And she's yeah. the wife of the one of the dwarves. Sure, he's a prince. Yeah. And she, I watched it. She's super nice, great actress, very lovely, very believable as a dwarf. I thought she did great. And there was no even, yeah. like, like based on the reaction of what people were saying about the show, I was assuming she, like, put the Black Lives Matter fists up or something, or she's like... <laughs> Like fuckism, let's kill rich yeah. people or something like that. Yeah, or a bunch of dwarven police would go in and start beating at her, and she says, "I can't breathe." Yeah, you know, just yeah. out, of the, out of nowhere. Well, they put her also in the front of the show because I think um, the uh, I think the marketers of these shows know that pissing off people helps. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Think about Nike. Yeah, I think uh, that. Uh, like you said, marketers, they they recognize that this is a phenomenon that happens with this sort of thing, and they also recognize that the people who get mad at it are probably, like, a very small minority, just very, very loud, you know what I mean? And it makes everyone else be like, oh, it makes these losers angry? Then I'm gonna watch it. Exactly. It makes it your duty to not let the assholes win, so you have to watch it. And there's probably, there's a vanishing amount of fucking people who are actually pissed off about it, and they're all just on Twitter. 
Yes, yes. Because listen, who, I mean, listen, honestly, if you're just going out through your day and you see Disney announces a new mermaid, a little, you know, a little mermaid show, we're going to be like, okay, oh, that's going to be cool for some kids, I guess, but I'm not going to give a shit. Is it but really all, a show? Is it a oh, and, uh, I, I mean, movie, sorry. I think it's a movie. I was going to say. <laughs> multiverse. <laughs> little mermaid multiverse. <laughs> Twenty yeah. movie epic, you know. <laughs> and Arsenal is like the final boss where after the after there's gonna be a video um, game adaptation, yeah. musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. every every fucking... character is gonna have a spin-off, you know, in, in the dark universe of you have the little mermaid. You have to play the video game if you want to know the full canon. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the, the next movie picks up after the video game. Yeah. yeah. Yes, there's gonna be an anime. They're gonna, gonna do like what uh League of Legends did with like the anime kind of animated version yeah, yeah, of the yeah, show yeah. as well. And if you don't watch that, you again are not gonna get what's happening. Yeah, fucking Flounder is gonna have a dark noir movie that's gonna be semi canon where he solves crimes that happens semi. in the finale. Who's <laughs> that crab guy? The crab guy Sebastian, is also Sebastian is gonna have his oh, own rom-com special that's going to yes. be in the middle of it oh hell yeah and he's going to be glove. an iron chef yeah. <laughs> and yeah it's going to be a cooking show as and well. you'll have to cook a lobster at the very end and that's going to be yep. you know, the big drama but you know but it's, <laughs> it's it's basically it's basically this kind of like okay you see a little mermaid movies coming out nobody gives a shit but then the marker is like how do we get every fucking how do we get this to blow up on the internet like what can we do mm-hmm. let's you know let's purposely a target oh, yeah. the sensitivities of a very vocal minority and get Provoke them a bunch of morons. Yeah, and what they do is they will shout about it, make content on YouTube. They will create so much buzz that all a huge majority of the popula- uh, population is gonna be like, "Oh, look, all these people are talking about." It, so maybe I want to see if it's as bad as they say it is. Maybe mm-hmm. I want to, you know. And they go and they want Nike did this right. Like they did and this. It did before. work out. I specifically remember my professor giving a whole day during class talking about how horrible it was what Nike was doing with, uh, you know, uh, having the guy that kneeled down in during the national yeah. yeah, Colin Kaepernick. My uh, professor was like, this is going to ruin them. They're making a very dumb move. You have to sell to everyone. What are they doing? He's like, you watch. They're stock and everything's going to go down after this. And I remember looking it up recently and it ended up working out for them very well. Huge. They sold more shoes and it worked out. It was yeah. a good Every idiot was buying shoes and burning it. Yeah. <laughs> and the people who pissed off didn't wear those shoes. Exactly. And see, that's what Elon Musk doesn't understand with his um, with his like stupid provocative tweets is that he's attacking his own customers. Uh, you know, when he's mm. when he's running around to this anti-LGBTQ stuff, his anti-lib stuff. It's like, who the fuck you think buys Tesla? You think Bob in fucking Alabama is buying a Tesla? Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's going to be some kind of fucking oh, super woke soccer mom in uh, San Francisco who wants to save the environment for her kids. Yeah. You know, that's part of an ashram, you know, that thinks that, you know, the, she wants to be part of the EV revolution. But he shits in his own fucking audience like an idiot. His board quietly told him to cut it the fuck out because he was, uh, you know, jeopardizing the brand. Yeah, I mean, he is a massive fucking moron. He's not as smart as people think he is. No. He's like uh, Elon not, Musk. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk is supposed to be like this Tony Stark. That's what he, uh, his marketing team oh, yeah. basically oh, tried yeah. to make him look like. But well, 
Well, I think he's good at PR. You know, I think after um, I think after Tim Pool, not Tim Pool, fuck uh, the, the guy who did Apple, Tim Apple. There you go. You know, the, guy, the guy yes. before the guy before Steve Jobs. So you know, originally, yes. yeah, you know, and the the you know, there's a certain segment in the population, you know, of the European uh, European peasant lineage that basically believes in kings. So their brain automatically goes and celebrates CEOs that they think are, you know, mm. somehow uh, there to save their, save them or, or that they're not actually running a company to make money. They're, they're making money to help the world. Mm. Originally, it was the guy from Enron who was being celebrated as this big fucking hero and the smartest guy in the room. And, you know, he's going to save the fucking world. And Enron blew up and the guy, you know, some His of the people. His big invention himself. was committing fraud. That was, yeah, the big, that was the big innovation. <laughs> exactly. He's like, how, how do we just uh, commit fraud and make lots of money? And it worked. And and then it eventually didn't work. And it blew up. And the, they killed themselves and ran away. And then it went to Steve Jobs. And then Steve Jobs, you know, I kept sending him negative waves through my head. And he eventually got cancer and died. And and then uh, Elon Musk inherited. So, you know, he's like the newest one in the long line of um, billionaires. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so and I think he's really good at marketing. That's his thing. But uh, Ryan, uh, I uh, was wondering, where did all these people come from that hate, you know, diversity or wokeness in these movies, video games and stuff? Because I remember, you know, this is a... This was not necessarily always a thing. Like, no. I don't remember people always complaining about... Like, there were movies where they had cast members who were different ethnicities. Don't watch any fucking movie in the 80s or 70s or 60s. It's, you know, even though it's a much more backwards time, it was still pretty diverse. You'd be surprised. You know, when you watch a, watch some movies, I don't know, I think it came from Gamergate. You know, that's kind of where I trace it to. Mm. I think Gamergate, I think it basically got a bunch of... People in the alt-right successfully taught a lot of people that anytime they see um, any race that's not white in any movie, that it, it makes their brain go, it triggers, and it goes, oh, look, that's uh, cultural bolshevism. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, that's... Cultural Marxism, yes. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's some kind of, you know, evil communists that are working in a corporate, corporate America Obviously, we know, you know, which are heaven for communists. Um, if you go to any boardroom, I mean, it's ridiculous. But I think that's what happened. I think Gamergate kind of made people think that there's a plot to steal their culture, uh, infiltrate, uh, uh, infiltrate a society through culture. And, and, and it's been living on since then. It just took a life of its own. It's actually bigger now than it ever has been. I mean, we just had a bunch of people protest Disney uh, for having oh, a gay yeah. character. You remember that? Yeah. Who, yeah, who was? Uh, wait, wait, because uh, I remember hearing something like, "Oh, Disney is too gay," so a, lo a lot of conservative Christians were boycotting Disney, which is funny because it's like, do you know who works at Disney? <laughs> do, do you know like like Disney is like gay mecca, like mm -hmm. tons of gay people work at Disney. It's the I guarantee you half the people that are wearing the Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse costumes are probably gay. <laughs> well you know the guy from tasting history used to work at disney i love that uh youtube channel he's gay <laughs> well i mean here we go we're making connections already yeah exactly <laughs> uh, well 
Well, I mean, it's a creative field. I mean, uh, but exactly I, <laughs> like uh, what's the what, it's let's, a... keep, let's keep doing stereotypes. Okay, so what I'm trying to raise. <laughs> oh no. my goodness! There... No, but yeah, but no. There... I mean, listen, this fucker's pro. Yeah, go ahead, Danny. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> there was like, do you remember? There was like a solid week or two where like the conservative issue was Disney has gone woke. Now they'll go broke. And Ron DeSantis was like, I'm going to remove your Vatican City style fucking uh, <laughs> deal that we gave you uh, in Orlando or whatever. And you're going to have to be a part of Florida. And I guess he didn't go through with it because I'm sure Disney owns that state. Yeah, well, I, he tried, um, but go, go no, ahead. I, I, th I think he did. And I think all it really did was that push the debt burden of Disney onto the the local zip code. Like the Wait, local town, they just really? absorb all the debt. Yeah, I this think really so. Happened? Yeah, Disney, I think so. <laughs> Disney has its own like debt, like a nation state. Yes, it does. It had like one point three billion dollars of debt. <laughs> They're just kind Dude, of. What are we going to do about the national Disney debt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No well, one's talking well, about apparently, this. Apparently, apparently, the, uh, the Floridians have to pay it off. Uh, oh, that's you know. so awesome. That's what happened. I don't say probably planned by Disney. If it did, in fact, go through, I know that was the discussion. Because mm. the deal was, if they remove the Vatican State, uh, as you put it, <laughs> the, you know, the fucking debt would be inherited by the local town or local area. And, you know, and it's like, do, do they, and if you really think about Disney, it's like, do they even need the Vatican uh, city status anymore? They can probably get around with their tax attorneys to get around all the fucking taxes they're supposed to pay in a way. Yeah. You know? so yeah. They yeah, exactly. So it's probably a way just to shift debt into the Floridians. Yeah. And what I'm sure... I'm sure Ron DeSantis is, uh, you know, big in favor of that. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. You know, none of this asshole is going to be running for president. And, and yeah. he's the second most popular Republican now. Mm -hmm. Do you think they call Disney treasury bills like D-bills or something like that? Or <laughs> Disney <laughs> bonds? The Petro Disney? <laughs> we, we, and uh don't fucking look over in uh what happens in iraq because there are disney characters just putting yeah. the boot on iraqi civilians securing that oil you think that you think the magical kingdom just runs on sunshine and fairies you yeah. think that's what makes it run Bro. no cold hard cash and oil and bro, conflict we, minerals. We installed the magical kingdom in the 30s, bro. We did that <laughs> <Yeah>. with Britain. <laughs> yes. no, we, no, we kicked out the locals and built the Disney Empire with indigenous Floridians. <laughs> they actually had a left-winged, uh, flourishing democracy at one point. <laughs> you know, all all the Disney characters could all equally voice their opinion. They had a great healthcare system. But then, you know, we took Goofy to a black site and we waterboarded <laughs> him until we were able to convince Mickey to create the the uh, the royal crown of the Disney Empire. Yeah, CIA assassinated Mickey Mouse. They 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 and replaced him, him with someone else. Yeah, they cloned him. I heard that. I read that in a book somewhere, actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was we've in Howard's just... Inn. It was in Howard's Inn. All right, one of his chapters. <laughs> we've just crossed the Rubicon, fellas. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, then you, it's just I just find it fascinating about how, you know, it's like there's so much shit happening in the real world. And this is what really bothers me the most is that we literally have climate crisis. We have a drought. California is going to have an inland sea. We have, mm -hmm. you know, our queen just died. Uh, we have all these <laughs> problems. R.I.P. Pour one out uh, for the real yeah, world. Yeah, rest in peace, you know. Um, peace be upon Rip. her. 
Rip yeah. Bozo freaking patch, pack watch. Pack All this watch. shit happening, and these motherfuckers are just focusing on uh, the you know a fucking character in a fictional uh, universe. And like they're that's like, the thing. yeah, they're like the reason my parents are addicted to opiates and I can't <laughs> find a good job and rent so high is because they're putting black characters in my favorite TV shows and video games. In The Little Mermaid, like- which is kind of weird if you're going to watch and you're over 30. I mean, you're <laughs> 25 and you have an opinion on the, Lord, the Little Mermaid casting. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> you shouldn't be watching it anyway. I mean, you're like, God, I'm, you know, I'm like 35 and I don't even have kids. But you see what I'm doing in The Little Mermaid? And I'm not going to watch exclusively watch hentai and play <laughs> Fortnite. And yeah. I'm very concerned about this Disney children's movie. Yeah, you know, and I just think it's because nobody see the thing is nobody really gives a shit about shows that much anymore. It's why Hollywood doesn't make anything new. All they do is make remakes of the remake. This was a point I was going to make is the remake phenomenon of, uh, you know, the last 20 years, probably in the last 20 years. It's just fucking it is all remakes, man. And this is. This is, I think, uh, a, a reason why these people get so fucking angry is it's slightly different from uh, when they were kids and they saw it the first time, and this is just anathema. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. And I think the reason they're doing the, exactly, it's like, oh, God, this doesn't look exactly the way I fucking... It's like, I, yeah. when I get my Big Mac, it's got to be exactly the same way every time. <laughs> you know, I have no deviations. Back but, when I was still happy and a kid and, you know, I didn't have this uh, sense of overwhelming dread and doom about the future, <laughs> you know, when things were good, mm-hmm. I think is what they're thinking. I think uh, listen, it's Hollywood basically gave up on making original content because they kind of figured out it's that bad it, business. It is bad business because no one's going to watch a fucking show that they don't already have some nostalgia feelings about or movie about. Right. It's like. You know, Netflix just attempted to throw out a show called The Sandman, and nobody watched it because nobody <laughs> knew what the fuck it was. But if you put, if you put, wait, uh, no, I got that advertised to me. That shit looked fucking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> well, it, it was from the creator of American Gods. Uh, uh, it was like, as, as a commu- oh, American Gods is basically it's it's a fascinating show. It's it's a fascinating it's from idea. A book. Yeah, it's the idea that oh, you know, okay. gods, gods are gods in the universe exists by how many followers they have. So Zeus and all those guys are basically dead because nobody believes in them anymore. Oh, but, that's interesting. You know, the god of the internet is extremely powerful. The god of porn is like, you know, opium. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's super very powerful. interesting. So, so that's like the concept, so. But, but, but my point is they figured out that nobody... So that's why there's been a hunt for original content. So they've been running around buying up anything that anybody knows. Like the Watchmen, uh, mm-hmm. He Man, you know, uh, fucking Dragon Ball Z can never die because they have to keep making them, you know, it, it, because mm-hmm. it's, people like it. So it's 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 a sure thing that people will watch uh, something that they remake. So that's part of the reason why they keep making the same old crap over and over again. And there's so many distractions now. I mean, you don't even have to go to TV. You can go to TikTok and get entertained. Uh, so. I'm sorry. Going back slightly, just yeah. you said that, that uh, the gods uh, movie or show. I'm sorry, is based on a novel. Yeah, American yeah. gods. Yeah, American gods. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like that's that's really what Hollywood's got to do. Like, it's got to go back to adapting fucking novels to movies because that's 
I think that's how you really do it. Screenwriters just suck. They're just bad. You got to adapt. You got to adapt an actual story by somebody who actually cares about what they're doing. This is my opinion. And uh, I'm just going to use this opportunity to say I'm so fucking excited for the White Noise movie coming out in like two months or something like that. White Noise? I've never heard of this. By Don DeLillo? Nope. White what is it? Noise. Oh my god, dude. It's just one of is my... It it's a, like a classic American novel. It's my one of my favorite books. It's and <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. This is a tangent now. No, oh, let's go. No, I'm, I'm very interested. Yeah, it's, it's uh, going to be on Netflix. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Netflix original, so it's only like in theaters for like a week, and like maybe it'll come near me. I'm not sure, but this is it's interesting because this is. Uh, not only is it a, a novel adaptation, which is what fucking movies used to be, but it's also one of the uh, characters in it. His name's Murray. In the in the book, he's Jewish. It's like part of his character. But in the film, they casted Don Cheadle to play him. <laughs> okay. And I was like, you know, I mean, his, his famous line is he's like, I'm the Jew. And I'm just like, it's going oh, nice. to be pretty funny to see Don Cheadle deliver that. And it's like, I'm not angry about that i fucking love don Cheadle, and like i don't know and maybe he's, maybe he's the ethiopian uh jews who are you her black yeah. you know <laughs> maybe. exactly this is <laughs> so that, that there we go we found it you, is, they should hire you they should hire you to be like all right i'm the woke consultant i'll help yeah, you i'll know. help you it's get him in this exact thing is happening to something that i am really really excited for and i could not care less and in fact i think it'll be kind of funny yeah, that's a good, that's a healthy attitude. You know, I'm surprised you're not uh, promising to vote Republican and, you know, a storming <laughs> the Capitol. Suddenly right. all of your politics have changed because of a movie. <laughs> now your your thoughts on tax policy and health care and foreign policy and and Jordan mm. Pearson, you know. <laughs> like, actually, no, I'm not in favor of abortion anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after what they did to Legolas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what wait what is the movie about like what's oh I... well the book is about like uh i mean it, what he basically posits is that it was written in the 80s it's what he basically is trying to say is that like contemporary 1980s america with this cons you know consumerism and reaganism and uh, you know the death of keynesianism this is this is a dystopia already. We are already living in it. Watch how wow. the how, watch how it drives this fucking guy completely insane. And I mean, it's but at the same time, it's hilarious. It's fucking so funny, and it's making all these strident points. And it's I mean, Delillo is like one of the greatest American writers, in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinion. Uh, Highly, highly, highly recommend. Uh, Danny, I'm gonna be honest. Noise. I didn't realize you read. I didn't know. I didn't oh, yeah. realize you could read. Read. <laughs> wow. This is this is really this is really amazing. Um, and, and, like this sounds like a book that's like a fiction book that also is kind of uh yeah. reflecting what we're living through right now. It is, and well, I mean. He, I can see him making these points, but he uses a lot. It's mostly symbolism, and one of the big, big parts of the book is that him and his wife are just terrified of death, and they're trying to do anything they can to, you know, avoid thinking about death or just avoid the fear of death. And of course, I think this is, uh, you know, means other things that Delilah's trying to say. My, 
my only problem with the movie is I'm 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 worried that that'll be the only takeaway, just death in America instead of the death of America. You know what I mean? Which yeah, is what I, I, think I, the I can see really that. I, I can see how the writers can fuck that up. I mean, if if there's any way they really would fuck up a show, is that they they don't uh, incorporate the original theme or element. Instead, they they go in their own direction. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. overwhelmingly that original theme that they remove is something that's like anti-capitalist yes. or like not oh, yes. pro-American yeah. imperialism. And they're like, all Absolutely. right, what if we made a movie about uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, but we could about how great the American soldiers are and like how or, awesome or, it is that or, they or Moby Drake or anything, you know, but I think that's more realistic of what's happened throughout history, especially with, like people like Martin Luther King. You talk about how we remember him today in our classes. He's completely been whitewashed. Mm-hmm. We, we hear Ben Shapiro and like uh, Republican conservative politicians being like, actually, Martin Luther King yeah. Jr. would be very upset about the yeah. Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. He would hate them. He would be a conservative. Now. Or even yeah. Token, even Token for that matter, who was like advocating to one of, you know, he wrote a letter to his son where he advocated people throw bombs into power plants. And how that would be awesome if we could universally all. Yes, no, 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 no. was actually yeah. pretty left wing. Yeah, like, it's uh, anti-racist, anti-apartheid, anti, you know, uh, anti-Nazi. But now no. you look at him. And, the, he, fucking, and he was around during the 1930s. Everyone. And he fought in World War One. Any movie, yeah. uh, any amount of money, were like sympathetic towards nazis they're like pro-nazis so for but him to, to not but you know to talk about sorry uh but to talk about old crusty uh, british people we should definitely talk about the royal family i was gonna they, say yeah. if we're looking for a transition here we got pro-nazi we got <laughs> we, we got apartheid okay you know we uh, this is the perfect transition <laughs> Wait, I was under the impression that the Queen of England uh, was was uh, a decolonizer. She was like really anti. How could she be racist that she oversaw the decolonization of the British Empire? Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bucko, explain <laughs> that. How could she be racist if she oversaw the decline of a white supremacist empire? Is that is that question posed to me? That's yes, posed yes. to you, Danny. What uh, the fuck? How is that possible? I she seems pretty woke to me. I can't answer that because I'm just a woke young leftist who uh, doesn't. Uh, I, I I only go to Marxist Judeo Marxist uh, college, <laughs> so I, I'm not I'm not taught about the real world and how economics really works. I mean, okay. now we. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah, okay. I've never heard that term before. Judeo Marxist college. Judeo Marxism. I feel I have heard that before. Yeah, but then that's they a pretty popular ju- one. They say oh, Judeo Christian now. Judeo Christian. Uh, Judeo Christian values are good. Judeo Marxist values are not good. At- <laughs> yeah, when Jews always. Yeah. You know, the secret cabal of conservative elites, then they're good. If they do the yeah. secret cabal of leftist elites, then they're very bad. <laughs> but what's wild is there are a lot of boomer parents, a lot of people simping over Queen Elizabeth May, yeah. God rest her soul. Um, <laughs> she was one, I don't understand why Amer- Americans should be like celebrating. Didn't we fight a war against? We should be like, Hell yeah, another monarch down. Fucking yeehaw, America. Stupid bitch. Yeah, yeah, suck it, bitch. Like, we should be <laughs> celebrating. 
So it's a little bit weird, but I've heard some arguments that, oh, actually, she was very nice. Um, she's actually very, uh, not, definitely not racist, you know, totally not. Don't worry. Yeah. This somehow this old, old, old woman, part of the most snooty, wealthy Royal family in, uh, England, somehow she avoided the racism stuff. Yeah. So she's actually very woke. No, and, ac- um, actually all those pictures you see of, uh, like, eight Indian people carrying her on a throne uh, through the streets of Delhi. She's actually saying, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> yeah, they're getting her around saying sorry. <laughs> She's saying, I'm sorry for what we've done to you. Uh, uh, lovely, lovely people. Yeah, but yeah. you can't see her saying that because it's just an image. That's true. I this yeah. is this is why we need your expertise. These are yeah. the facts. I mean, you know, I mean, fuck. She's been around since when? I mean, she. I mean, she, she rose was, to power in like 1952 or something like that. I heard that she was a mechanic in the Civil War. I mean, that's how long she's been around. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, a mechanic. <laughs> she was there again. She shook hands with Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, she was there. Yeah, some people say unpopular opinion is that she actually assassinated him. <laughs> you know, but, 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 you know, she's ancient, man. She was like a mechanic and Walter too. I mean, I mean, God damn, 96 years. Talk about how long it takes to wait until you can inherit the throne for Charles. And I love it that yeah. he finally inherits it. And people are like, oh, okay. But, you know, when is he going to die? Because we don't care yeah. about him. <laughs> well, also, people are also like, look at this guy's fucking hands. I know. He's got guys- sausage hands. He's got like diabetes or something I have, or high blood pressure. It looks it's shock. It's he's seventy three. It's, it's like me, It's like medically concerning. It's like it's con- really I'm disturbing I'm that he would keep the ring on. Like he knows that might happen to his hands, and he, yet he keeps that ring on. It's so fucking that's, gross. That's, that's commitment. That's <laughs> Come on, you know the royals. They're all about their accessories. They're, yeah, they're no, not you're gonna right. Give that up. No way. Yeah. But I, I heard some defense of Elizabeth being like. You know, she oversaw decolonization and like nothing bad happened from, uh, you know, her input. And Ben Shapiro, he was uh, given a real good eulogy for her. He he clearly oh, yeah. loves, loves, loves the royal family. I didn't um, say it. Yeah, he uh, he seems like a real fan. It seems like he's been paying attention for a while. There's some there's some real passion in <laughs> behind his defense. Yeah, oh, that's, it's a weird one, right? When they fucking defend the queen. It's just wild, though, because it's like. Um, some people are talking about like decolonization as if like the British Empire just like gave up their colonies like by choice, like as if they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Goodbye now. Like people don't know. Like, for example, this is just one country in Kenya in 1952 all the way to like 1964. The Kenyans were final now against the British authorities. And it's just wild because... Um, the British authorities were trying to cling on to power, so they figured they figured out the solution was what if we put Kenyans in these camps? You know, a high concentration of huh. Kenyans, if you will. I believe they called them concentration camps, and they just hmm. executed, tortured, and buried Kenyan bought thousands of Kenyans fighting this liberation war against the British monarchy. Uh, in just mass graves, and they were just executing and torturing tons of them. It like, like it, that's just one country under decolonization. Like a big and misunderstanding. Only a certain time span too. Like yeah, it was only from 1950 to 1960. 
Like, yeah. People, I feel like people just read the word decolonization and they just assume that like, oh, they like did it on purpose and it was oh, very good. nice and they handed the, off the, the queen power. got The queen got in charge and she's like, you know, Queen Elizabeth forced her for name, breaker of chains. And she fucking had her scepter and she's like, everybody shall be free. I mean, yes. yeah. it, you know, it's, it's fucking emancipator. Exactly. Even though decolonization was brutal, violent and horrible. It was like super. It was really bad vibes, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I mean, and, you, know, fucking, and, and, you you can you could basically blame the like the almost nuclear war between India and Pakistan. You can pretty much completely blame that on Britain. I mean, yeah, and, and to even think that decolonization even happened, right? It really didn't. Our financial institutions yeah. still control most of the world. The IMF is still very involved, and it's not like we're not involved in wars in the global south. It's like we said, oh yeah, World War II yeah. ended, no more wars. You know, so and it's, it's not like the colonists like gave up their property either. It's like imagine if you, uh, you know, colonized an area, you know, you own all the property, and then you're like, all right, you're free, but I'm gonna still own all the property. So even though just, you have political power, you're still gonna be paying rent to some British dude in Edinburgh yep. or whatever. They just figured out how to hide the empire, that you don't need to fucking have troops in the ground anymore. You can just hire a local people to kill each other, and you can just control the financial strings of most of the country and make them completely uh, dependent upon your global trade system and never have them any self-determination or, or nationalize their resources in any meaningful way. You don't actually have to be fucking involved everywhere anymore. Yep. So it's it's just, it's a fiction. You, any kind of idea that, oh yeah, after World War II, there was no more wars in the South, as we all know. I, I know, people, it's like, oh, what, what was Vietnam? Like, people do not realize that the Vietnam War, the French, we, the United States invaded Vietnam, like, as like a handoff between the, the French. Yeah, the French were was, like, all right, sorry, we're done here. Yeah, we this anymore? Like, that happened in, like, 1970. The French were no like, we are not, we are not giving <laughs> this fucking place up under any circumstances. We're gonna kill so many fucking rice farmers. If we have to kill yeah. every rice farmer in this godforsaken hellhole, we will, as long as we get to keep a French flag here. <laughs> so, that's what's uh, wild, is, like, decolonization, uh, it wasn't quick, and it was not friendly. And we, like, during the fucking 70s, the United States basically fought a colonial war against Vietnam. Yeah, absolutely. So then there was something else that I heard people talking about uh, Queen Elizabeth, that she has no political power, that she is just a ceremonial position, that she uh, is just there as a figurehead. That's also not true, like, at all. Like, she has power. Well, She's first not of all, just wait, how, how can you believe that she has no power and she was responsible, but she had enough power to stop decolonialism? You I know. know, that's what's great right. about it. It's like, oh, oh, she oversaw decolonization. It's like, all right, did she either do it or did she not do it? You can't say she has no power, but also yeah. she was very gracious in letting all the African countries, you know, have their own elections. If she oversaw decolonization, she also oversaw Iraq. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And fucking uh, and fucking the overthrow in Iran too that happened. Yes. Yeah, which was with the British were very Operation Ajax, where the British were extremely involved in, in the Sinai crisis too. You know, so any, any idea that she's just like, oh no, I want to play with my cargies and have my cups of teas. 
No, you she's know. fucking taking those corgis, giving them combat training, and she's like, "You're gonna go in there, <laughs> and I'm gonna, you're gonna fucking start executing and assassinating, you know, leftist leaders all across the world." <laughs> those corgis were not just for show; they're a private bodyguard assassination crew for Queen Elizabeth. I don't know if you heard that. That's true. <laughs> but she was. She is con- commonly said that she's just a figurehead. She doesn't have any political power, but. She, um, and Ryan, you might, uh, or Danny, you guys might know a little bit more about this than me, but I read that she blocked, like, over a thousand bills before they even got to the parliament to get voted on. I didn't on. even know that. I had yeah, no she, idea. She has an ability to prevent, uh, and choose which bills actually go to parliament. That's very not- interesting, because I was reading about a British bill today, uh, that says, um, the king, whatever... King Charles III, he will, um, in his inheritance, uh, he will not pay the 40% inheritance tax that, um, you know, is standard in in the UK. It's it's specifically British law to uh, help the royal family maintain their wealth, I think is the exact wording. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. No no power there. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. She's one of the richest people on earth. By that fucking metric alone, she has power. And yeah, she's also yeah. the queen. Like, she does, even if she had no power, <laughs> yeah, like just her influence in words is power well, in I mean, itself. That's equivalent to saying the pope has no power. You know, I mean, like, right. come on, just because he doesn't have a fuck, he has a, but he does kind of have a standing army of Swiss bodyguards. But besides <laughs> and he that, also has like a secret police. Like, yeah. go, don't commit crimes in the fucking uh, around the pope. They will fuck. They have like a fucking they underground black site. In underground, where they like arrest people, Noted. and it's like, an, yeah, there you go. Don't, don't do what you were thinking about doing it in your next <laughs> trip to the Vatican City. But they literally do. There's actually a comedian, I can't remember who it was, who he was arrested by the secret police of the Pope, and they fucking brought him down to like a dark cement room with one chair, <laughs> and he so basically cool. begged to be let out. And they said, "All right, we'll let you out as long as you don't ever come here ever again." Yeah, I, and no, then they but, let him out. But I thought he, I thought he said that the priest was named Giuseppe, and he had a big fat Bible, and he slapped him <laughs> with it. He said, "I hit you with the Bible because it leaves no marks." And hit him again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, you know. they, I think they're more like along the lines of like they strap a fucking car battery to your testicles oh, until it's your like teeth the implication explode. Too, is that this is the Vatican, you can disappear in the cement dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is where a lot of our best critics go. You know. <laughs> so that's what's wild. Is but, like, but I, I do want to say that I do want to say that the Queen died in the most uh, mis, you know, unfortunate time for the UK. I mean, they just got rid of a prime minister. The mm-hmm. fucking uh, Europe's gas prices are going through the roof. The pound is almost worthless. Uh, the, the economy is on free fall. I think the average wage... did not work out for them at all. Did not work what? out. Get out of here. What? <laughs> the average, the average, I think, British wage adjusted for inflation uh, decreased by 23% in the last year. It's... You see their electric bills went from like $25 a month to like $650 a month or something like that. That's basically American bills. So they basically had the average. Yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, yeah, the whole economy is in free fall uh, right now. The whole entire British uh, system is collapsing. And I'm talking about their economy is contracting and they had to get rid of their prime minister and they got a new prime minister who isn't tested. 
So it, and it, who she, everybody hates, it seems like. Did you see the there? There's like a picture of Liz Truss going in and like curtsying to the queen, or maybe it's the king. It's got to be the king. And everyone's like, she looks like such a horrid bitch. Which it was, <laughs> she, <laughs> I mean, people uh, really hate her. There's videos going around of Liz Truss as like a fucking like a 16 year old talking about how the royal family doesn't deserve their wealth or power or prestige. Good for oh wow, good for her. Yeah, but she's a Tory, <laughs> so it's like she actually does believe that. <laughs> that's what's that's what's wild uh, about like people defending the royal family. It's like, are you a, are you a, like a monarchist? Like, do you like? Yeah, are you a duke? Are you, yeah, are you a duke? Okay, are and, you a count? And especially conservatives, because it's like, isn't your thing fucking taxes, man? Like, like tax dollars should either uh, not be taken from you or spent on the military. Like, the royal family has a stipend of like 80 million pounds a year that's straight out of the taxpayer's purse, and they don't pay an inheritance tax. And, and there's a bunch of other perks that they get. It's not just like it's not like the yeah. only costs that they face to the British people are just the eighty fucking pounds, yeah. eighty million pounds they give them. There's other costs. Well, they literally own fiefdoms. Like they literally own huge areas of the country where the people who live there have to basically pay a crown tax or some shit. Yeah, like where it goes directly sure to their pocket. Happens in Canada. Oh yeah, yeah, I believe it. I and believe like it. Australia. Yeah, they own land, you know, and they own fiefdoms, you know. So when they get when you get a duchy title, you know, like Crusader Kings uh, three, uh, <laughs> you still you still have to pay taxes to your overlords, and that's what they do. Uh, so uh, it, it's it's and I think it's just the worst time to have died. You know, talk about British history. She literally, I mean, <laughs> she, this is the worst the, the you know the UK has ever been too. Uh, in terms of their economy, so it's 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 going to be a mess for anybody that's living there in the further foreseeable future. I, I mean, that's what's kind of interesting is her death. <clears throat> there is like a symbolic nature to it because uh, she basically was alive and came to power post World War Two, and her death is kind of like marking the end of whatever era we've just gotten out of. Uh, you know, post-World War II American he hegemony over the world to mm -hmm. wherever the fuck we're going to deal with now. Um, so I felt like there was like a little symbolic nature to her death of like putting the nail in the coffin. The UK, you are no longer an empire. You're going to be America's little bitch, little bitch boy forever. Mm -hmm. Like the UK is now going to be forced to just be like a vassal state of the of, of uh, yeah. United States. Like they, yeah. they they don't have the power they used to or once had. Um, or prestige then, or anything. Well, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to they help us in our fucking water wars in the next couple of years. They are an offshore heaven for tax evaders and for oligarchs to park their money, you know, so they can have a place to run away when their countries go after them for corruption. And that's what a lot of London's economy is. A lot of those houses are there are bought by, you know, Russian oligarchs and Kazakhi oligarchs mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's a way. And, you know, ever since World War II ended, the deal we made with the British is that we said, you're going to get rid of your, you're going to dismantle your empire and we're going to inherit it, the American empire. And then we made a deal that so you're going to be our little bitches. And they said, mm -hmm. no, we prefer the title of junior partner. The special little guy relationship. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. And then the British even told uh, the Americans that, you know, you can't get rid of us because we have a thousand years of experiencing of how to racial slur, um, <laughs> uh, you know, of how to bomb racial slur, you know, yeah. people. 
So, uh, so you need to keep us around because you don't, your Americans are new. And Americans are like, ah, okay, fuck it. So, you know, we, we kind of merged our empires. That's why Bill Clinton and a bunch of our elites, they go to Oxford for their college education after, you know, they, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, that's what they do. It's kind of like an agreement that we're, we have merged into one empire. And I do think the British are basically like, oh, drifting into our orbit more. Uh, already we're talking about privatizing the NHS and uh, making it more like the American healthcare system. Corbin warned about this. Yes, yes, he did. I think he probably would have been able to save the country if he actually got elected. And yep. uh, yeah, I really do, because I think he would have been able to reverse a lot of the trends. But I think for the foreseeable future, the UK is basically going to be Disneyland for aging boomers. Yep. <laughs> but nobody cares about Charles. That's the thing. But they do care about William. Apparently, the guy's still popular. Yeah, seventy-one percent uh, popularity for the the kid. Hmm. I really wish it was Randy Andy. Randy, Randy Andy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that no. Randy Andy was the Queen's favorite kid. How'd you know that? How'd you know his name was Randy Andy? Uh, Prince Andrew. That, that's what they call him in the UK, because he's an aunt. And uh, a sex pest, if you will. Mm. And he's got a bunch of photos of himself with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Delane, and Virginia Delane. Jeffrey. Little little girls, uh, and his eyes are fucking like he is coked up out of his fucking mind. And he notably, is he is fully sweaty. racked. Yes. very sweaty. Yes. Oh yeah. You. Uh, he's the one that said, "Oh, I I have a skin condition where I can't sweat, mm. and that's why." And he's like sweating mid interview while yeah. he's saying. Anyway, I didn't rape those little girls. I swear. No, yeah. No, it even gets better than that. He's like, I got it by fighting the Falklands War. Like I was being yeah. very patriotic, you know, yes. fighting against the Argentinians or Chileans. <laughs> uh, and he's like, uh, after you know, uh, he's like, now I can't sweat anymore. So that's how I it was. I'm very patriotic. That's how you know I'm not lying. It's, it's <laughs> fucking crazy. Okay, I'm gonna use this transition to uh, do this this little article. I want to read you guys. Uh-huh. Uh, Speaking of being British and lying about a medical condition um, and, you know, just just generally the depravity of of their ruling class. Uh, <laughs> I've got an article in irishcentral.com. Churchill's top advisor, Irish born Brendan Bracken, set up a school so he could be caned by boys. Caned oh, yeah. That slapped across the bottom, I believe, with a cane. Okay. You know what's you know what's funny about that? The Churchill himself was beaten so hard when he was in school that they actually had to remove him from the school because the fucking oh uh, God. teacher would just, they beat the shit out of him so much that his own parents said, "Okay, that's enough." And they were you know British, so they were used to being caned. <laughs> right. Oh, is that it? Is that the end? Yeah, yeah. Is that oh the no, whole no, no. I was okay. about to say something. I completely forgot what I was going to say. Uh, right. Okay. Churchill beat got the shit beat out of him as a kid. Would this maybe reflect some of his policy in India? Who knows? It's funny you say that, and this this is gonna be a huge tangent, so I'll keep it super short. But <laughs> I've been reading a book by Max Blumenthal about how all these like early Christian conservatives in America were also like hugely big advocates for beating your kids. Like huh. they're like kids don't listen to their parents unless you hit them. Really hard. Beat the shit out of them. Yeah, so they would constantly advocate and spread books around some of the like conservative uh, 
influencers during like the 1960s in America being like, you got to hit your kids critical. <laughs> Speaking of uh, kids and hitting, right? Yes. Uh, Lord, Brend- Lord Brendan Bracken, Winston Churchill's closest friend and advisor, who was Irish by birth, set up a secret summer school on a remote island off the Scottish coast and recruited young men to cane him. Oh, wow. That's yeah, weird. that's hot. That's hot. It's, it's uh, <laughs> how young are we talking? Uh, like a crime young. Hold on, where's the funny ass quote? Uh, Bracken was 54 when he embarked on a secret double life as a schoolboy named Mike, who convinced others he was suffering from a premature aging condition. <laughs> he was doing Benjamin Button shit. Uh, with let's see, it says. Uh, he posed as a 16-year-old schoolboy and hired other teenagers to camp. Oh, I, I, I would, I want to see that guy pose as a 16-year-old schoolboy. What the fuck? Who is this? Wait, wait, who is this? He's, he's this a Steve Buscemi is... meme. Uh, you know, where he's in high school, he's like, Hello, hey, fellow kid. children, I like to be caned as well. Uh, this is Lord Brendan Brackett. It was Churchill's wartime minister in World War II. And, uh, What's it called? I, I'm in irishcentral.com. Uh, they want to make it very clear that... Um, hold on. Uh, Bracken always played down his Irish heritage. <laughs> but he played a huge role in blah, 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 blah. He would lie to people and he said... Hold on, there's another quote in here. He didn't live too long. He died at 57. Yeah, he got throat cancer uh, right after they shut down his thing. Um I don't know. Maybe he was a CIA. He's the uh, founder of the Financial Times. (laughs) Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. Uh, What the fuck? He also he was okay. So this is not when uh, this is just like how he would introduce himself, like as a lord in the House of Lords, like to other people in England. He would say he was this. uh, He said he moved to Britain uh, and. (laughs) <laughs> because he passed himself off as an Australian whose parents had died in a bushfire. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, them them bushfires, very common. Very common. Very sad. Very sad. Uh, he set up his school, dressed up in gray flannel shorts, attended lessons, and had his prefects bend him over a chair for a regular beating. It says he didn't do anything sexual with them; just convinced them to beat the shit out of him. And he did would jizz in his pants a couple times while they're doing it, but not sexual. That's 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 an, that's very unusual. The elaboration uh, of his fantasy was a work of genius. What the fuck? Yep. I can't oh, say I've ever wanted to be caned by British schoolboys, but you know. No, me either. In fact. <laughs> Oh, so, really? Okay. All right. But I am not British. Or yeah. a person in a position of power with like a tremendous amount of influence over these kids. Yeah. Makes it a little, you know, icky. I, I love that if you look at him, he looks like a fucking, he looks like, he looks like he's only like 57 mm-hmm. or whatever in this picture. But he looks like he's 82. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I want to picture this guy going to a fucking school, pretend like he was a school kid, you know, a, a, a British a student and saying, hey, come come over to my place. And he's like, I want you to cane me. It's fucking weird. Fuck. 
Well, thank you for sharing that. I yeah, mean, the, these elites are really quite... Uh, boy, what is it with, like, super wealthy, powerful people that they get all these weird fucking sexual like, be kinks? Beat. Like, yeah. that are... It's deceiving, criminal. It's always deceiving, too. You notice that? It's not giving. <laughs> yeah, they yes. want to be beat. You know, it's it's... Well, I mean, I think that's about a good place to end our episode for. Okay. Uh, yes. All right. All right. Thank you, Danny. We will. Uh, we'll send you uh, your check in the mail. Uh, Thank don't you. Call. I'll be expecting it post haste. Yep. Don't <laughs> don't reach out to us. We'll reach out to you. I'll be sending my pigeon. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll be sending my. That was a good call. Man. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. We like. I like to call that one. Bring it all full circle. Yeah, there we yeah, go. That was good. But uh, um, yeah, let's go plug yeah, stuff. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, we're gonna plug stuff. So guys, remember, and Danny, I'll give you a, a moment as well. But guys, <laughs> remember to follow us at Bit Real Big Brain on Twitter. This is the Big Brain Chungus Podcast. Subscribe. Just click the bell. Just hit all the buttons. Just, just really, just in a way, similar way to Brendan Braxton had his bottom beat by little kids <laughs> that he pretended to be a schoolboy. Beat yeah. the subscribe button, yeah. the bell on everything. That's um, right. Yes, yeah. Big Brain Chungus podcast, and we've had our lovely guest, uh, Danny, plug your pluggables. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. I uh, had a lot of fun here. Um uh, if you liked uh, me uh, just by myself with these fellas, uh, I'm sure you would also like me uh, with my two best friends. So uh, head over to our podcast, Boomer Death Squad. We're fairly certain we're on uh, pretty much everything. Ideally, though, listen to us on SoundCloud so I can see you, so I can see you press play on my podcast. Uh, and follow us on Twitter at Boomer Death Pod. And uh, also, you know, massive shouts out to the Republic of Ireland. Yes, and the glorious yes. and the glorious war, uh, forthcoming war for unification. <laughs> That's Absolutely. right. Oh yeah, Absolutely. the British crown is weak. They're gonna totally <laughs> fucking no. The fucking Northern Ireland yeah. fucking spat yeah. is gonna Dude. restart the times of trouble. Dude, not only is the crown weak, but there's a fucking Irishman as the president of the United States. Yes, exactly, exactly. Time, is, times have never looked better for Sinn Fein. So. Yeah, exactly. With his mom, that's 100%. Um, you know, Biden's mom is famously anti-British uh, anti, uh, monarchy. Yes. She used to meet the crown. So there yeah. you go. And as he's reverting back to childhood memories, you know, like <laughs> yes. he'll, he'll he'll be sitting in the Oval Office. He thinks he's in his living room with his mother who's reading him a poem about, you know, the blood of black and tans flowing through the streets or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh okay. That's, well, that's a good place. Yeah, you could you could cut it. This is the part where we have our little you know you know conversation after you know the podcast is ended and it kind of just trails out. Oh no, it's trending out. Oh shit! Come on, Danny. <laughs> you only have a few more seconds. Uh, the music is getting too loud. Um. Oh no, you missed your <laughs> chance, Ryan. Do you have any final words before the music cuts us out? No, I think I think uh, that was good. I'm gonna, you know, we'll wrap it up there. It was a pleasure having you, Danny. You're always welcome again. Yeah, thanks, guys. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs>